with individual players, I'll I'll do a reset on the Celtics season. I'll do uh, off season. I'll, I'll I'll start getting into some draft stuff, which will be fun because the Celtics will you know they have the potential to make some moves. Uh, are they going to use this draft pick? Or are they not? Whatever. So I'll get into some draft stuff for sure, and then the off season will roll on and we'll take whatever as it comes. But for now. I'm going to, you know, I mean, we're just going to focus on what's happening right now. And Evan Fournier, as the second best player on this team, is very obviously not good enough to be a second best player on an NBA team. I mean, look, we've seen him on the Orlando Magic, and he's, he's a good basketball player. But the Orlando Magic have not been very good. And with Evan Fournier as, like, their best or second best player, the Orlando Magic were not a very good team. They were okay. At their best, they were okay, right? So you put Evan Fournier in this situation, and he wasn't supposed to be the second best player on the team. He was supposed to be a fringe starter, a starter maybe six six man, depending on how the Celtics wanted to configure things, depending on how they wanted to deal with Kemba. But I think the way the Celtics envisioned using Evan Fournier with a full squad, that that Evan Fournier can be pretty good. I think the Evan Fournier right now, as the new guy on the team still, and trying to kind of pick up the slack for not just Kemba Walker, but Jalen Brown, who's who's gone. Uh, I, I don't think that Evan Fournier is is just quite good enough. So, but I'll get into the good enough, uh, the the potential contract, and all of that stuff at another time. For Game 5, if the Celtics are going to win Game 5, they're going to need Fournier to be special. They're going to need Fournier to go out there and earn $25 million a year. Like, that, he's going to have to have a game where people say, oh, crap, okay, this is what he's capable of. And he should have had that already by now, so that's, not, that's probably not going to happen. They're going to need Marcus Smart to be special if that's going to happen. And Marcus Smart can have that. He, it's possible. Hey, by the way, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app. Join me on Friday. I'm going to say it's going to be Friday afternoon again to get into the action. This just depends on do the Celtics have a game six on Thursday night and do, or do the Celtics have uh, exit interviews. So Friday still a little up in the air. With the offseason – Maybe I'll do a little bit more regular. I can plan it out a little bit better. But check me out. I'll be tweeting it out, let you know exactly when on Friday. So Locker Room is changing the way we talk about sports. So I, 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 <laughs> I, can't, I can't really preview Game 5 any further than what I've done. I mean, th- this is going to take the, the Celtics having a just, just special performances all the way around. I have a hard time believing that the Brooklyn Nets are going to look at this situation and screw around with it. I don't think they want to come back to Boston. I don't think Kyrie wants to come back to Boston. I don't think he wants to go through that again. I don't think anybody wants that again. I think everybody just wants this to just go away and be done with it. Uh, the, 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 that guy was arrested. The, the conversation today, uh, I should say on Monday, I saw a lot of things, you know, painting Boston in a bad light. I think Kyrie, part of what he was trying to accomplish was to do that. And by that asshole throwing the the bottle, it kind of accomplished his goal because there's a lot of 
anti-Boston, anti-Celtics fan stuff going around on social media. Whatever, you know, just got to let it go. Just let it burn itself out. And then in, in Washington, D.C., we got to see how it's it's this is just an NBA thing. This is just a human thing going on right now. Uh, a fan tried to rush the court. And I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know what he was trying to do. He got tackled by the time he got to the baseline. But another fan incident. Fans cannot control themselves. And apparently people can't control themselves. I, I'm reading these stories about people going to restaurants. I'm going to uh, on and airlines. And people are just being worse and worse and worse. And it, it just plays to my point of the, the, you know, humanity is just getting 20 to 30% angrier. They're, the, the, the divisive politics and the uh, pandemic and, and all of this stuff over the past year, everything has just gotten angrier and angrier. And it's people, I, I, I don't know what's going on, but everybody's just more out there. And it, it's it's bothersome. But look, DC, we've had Philly, we've had I'm losing track. Uh Utah. Uh where else? Uh there was one more that it's slipping my mind. This is going on everywhere, and it's just ridiculous. It has to stop. But hopefully this makes people realize like, okay, maybe it's not just a friggin' Boston thing. Like it, it's I I I'm gonna I feel like continuing my rant from segment three of last night's show where I'm just so livid at that guy because all he did, all he did was prove Kyrie right and, and fuel so much. Uh, it's, it's taken a lot for me to not respond to everybody on Twitter. When you see the, the memes out there painting Boston in such a bad light because it's unfair to you, you're listening to me on this podcast. You're following me, and you're listening to other guys on their podcast. Good Celtics fans. You, you, all you want to do is cheer and boo and and be just a regular old sports fan. Learn a little bit more about the game. Have some fun about you know what's going on in these com- you know in these conversations. And and you get this asshole out there painting you in a bad light. And this is why we got to stop this stuff. Because it's not him, like he's going to have his thing, but it's also you that gets painted in this bad light. And, you know, by proxy me and people like me, us in the media, because we get blamed for a lot of stuff and hey, so be it. We're going to get blamed for a lot of stuff. But this incident in DC is just, is just madness. I, I just can't, I just can't believe what's going on. Uh, but I'll just leave it at that. Uh, up next, I'm going to get into the Kemba stuff. I promised you yesterday I was going to talk more about Kemba's knee. And then in the third segment, Isaiah Thomas spoke about the Celtics training staff, which was interesting. The one thing that Isaiah Thomas was pissed about when it comes to the Celtics training staff and how his thing was handled. That's going to be in segment three. So that's coming up next. But uh, Kemba is coming up next. All of this playoff talk is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Today, it's the road to the road to the finals. It's our NBA playoffs coverage that's brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. At 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. And that's what we want to do. Grab yourself a nice Michelob Ultra, nice and cold. Crack that top. Sit back and enjoy the games just like a good fan. That's all we want to do. I want to do it with you. I can't wait. And one of these days, 
I'm gonna sit there in a bar with all of you and do a live show and we can crack our Michelob Ultras and have some fun and just talk sports and be good Celtics fans. How does that sound? You guys in on that? Good, me too. I told you earlier about Locker Room. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room as well. It's the first social audio platform made for sports fans, free to download. Once you're in, you can talk with me, you can talk with other fans, athletes, insiders in real time about your favorite team, your favorite sport, whatever. I'm going to host, I generally host on Fridays. The way it works is basically sports talk radio in your pocket, on your phone. You join the room, you ask to speak, I bring you onto the stage. We have a conversation. You can ask me questions. You can make a comment. We talk for two, three minutes. Boom, I let you go. These things generally last about an hour. So it's almost like a bonus podcast. You get five Locked On Celtics podcasts for me. You get a sixth when you hop onto Locker Room and we have a a, a chat. And it can be about anything, any sports. People have asked me about general NBA stuff. Come on in. Perfect place to start the conversation. If you don't want to talk to me directly, you can hop into the chat room. A lot of people... You know, maybe you're shy, maybe you just don't want or have a question. Hop into the chat room, you know, participate in the discussion there about what's going on when I'm talking to somebody else. Very easy. So download the free Locker Room app. It's available on all iOS devices. It's also available in a beta for Android. So you have no excuses now. Create your profile, link your Twitter, join the NBA group, and you get the latest league updates. Follow me. I'm at John Corrales on Locker Room. At John Corrales. You'll be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. Again, Fridays, check me out on Locker Room. If you need anything for your car as we head into the spring, maybe you want to spruce things up as the weather gets better and you start heading to the beach. you got to show out. You know, you want to make sure your car looks good, clean things up. Go to rockauto.com, okay? Whatever it is, you've got something complicated, you got something simple. You need something for the engine, or you just need new wipers, or new floor mats, or whatever, wipers. rockauto.com has you covered all across the board. Don't bother going to a chain store where you're going to just take however long it takes to get there, and you're going to give that information that you could type into your computer yourself to that person behind the counter, and that person's going to go whatever is in stock on those shelves and then hand it to you. You don't even know if they have it. So you're wasting your time. Don't even bother. If you go there and they say, hey, we can deliver it to you, then you could have done all of that and you saved yourself an hour by going to rockauto.com. It doesn't matter how complicated, how simple. Fuel pump assembly for a Honda Odyssey. It costs 354 bucks at advance, $217 at rockauto.com. You're saving a lot of money. I had somebody told me that they saved hundreds of dollars, hundreds, plural. I think it was like 600 on a a new headlight something, something that, like, I'm not a car guy, but that hundreds of dollars, that is money that you could put into groceries and bills and everything. So check out rockauto.com. They're a family business. They're going to treat you right. They've been doing it for 20 years. Whatever you need, it's there. And I guarantee you that if you go there, you're going to buy something. Okay, I can't guarantee you, but I feel good about it. I feel good that you're going to go buy something when you go to rockauto.com. And when you do, write Locked On in there, How Did You Hear About Us Box? That's how they know we sent you. It's an amazing selection. They're reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com.
Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. So, Kemba Walker, his knee is a mess. <laughs> and, I, 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 first of all, I just, I don't know. I feel bad for the guy. I just feel bad for the guy. He's got a bone bruise now. He's officially listed as out, I mean, uh, doubtful for game five. He's probably going to miss the game. There's no reason to put him out there. As much as we'd love to see him play, or I'd love to see him play. You might not, but he's probably not going to play. And so where does this leave us with Kemba Walker? I think it's pretty clear now that we have on our hands, um, Like I, I was hopeful that they could get past this and that the knee could be manageable. And I think, I think one thing that we've, we've learned for sure, the knee can be healthy if they limit his, 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 his strain, his, his wear and tear. The knee cannot take back-to-back games. The knee cannot take 40 minutes of basketball. The knee can only take somewhere in the 30-minute ring. And that presents the Celtics a bit of a problem because Kemba is making what he makes, $36 million, 37 next year. He's got two more years of that. So he's making $72, 73000000 Whatever, Whatever the actual number is, it is. I don't know. It's going to be lower than that, but he's that. that's what the official – books are. So on the one hand, the Celtics have a guard who, when he is healthy, can score in bunches. We've seen him do it. We've seen him do it this season. We've seen him do it recently. He can change directions. He's still he's still quick. We've seen him do that. He can still be effective. They have a guard who can uh who is a great teammate, who is a guy that the coaching staff loves, that the, the team loves, that is a great ambassador for the team. There is nothing not to like about Kemba Walker. If people are out there trashing Kemba Walker, I know it's a basketball thing, and people, they're going to say what they say, but there's nothing personal, there's nothing you can say about Kemba Walker, about like, he's not a dick, he's not, he, he's a good guy, right? He's kind of like, the new Isaiah Thomas without the edge. He's like a softer version of Isaiah Thomas in, in a lot of ways. You know, he's, you know, Isaiah had more kind of fight, I guess, not fight. Um, just more of an edge, more of an edge. He had, he had more of a chip on his shoulder. Uh, Kemba is more outwardly kind of gregarious and people want to get on him for that too, which, you know, come on. The guy's just a, a generally happy guy. If he smiles on the court, so what? Like, just get over it. But, you have all the things that you want in a player. However, you also have a guy that is, is not going to play in any more back-to-backs for the rest of his career. There's no way he should. If he does, it's that you're, you're screwing yourself. Um, he shouldn't play any more than 34, 35 minutes a game, somewhere in that range. And in fact, during the regular season, if you can keep him down to 30 or less, every chance you get to get him out of the game and steal a couple of extra minutes – then you do it. Maybe you try to ramp them up for the playoffs, but even those playoff runs, you can't, you can't get them up past 38, 39 
you get them into 40, you're you're really pushing it, right? You're you're taking one of those old cars and you're stepping on the gas and that that thing is shaking on the highway and you're like, uh, you know, you're trying to get to 100 and you're like, oh, this thing, I can't keep it under control. That's your, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a rough situation. And, and where does that leave the Celtics? Again, I'm going to go into these guys individually and I don't want to go too deep and ruin my Kemba Walker podcast, but it does leave the Celtics in a, a precarious position and it leaves Kemba in a precarious position. Okay. Cause he's done now he's done for this season. And if they can move him this off season for, and we're talking about attaching picks, a first rounder, a second rounder, two seconds. I don't know what it's going to take to move him, but you're talking about attaching picks to get off of his contract. If they can do that, then I think they'll do it. If they can't, or if the cost is going to be too high and Danny Ainge doesn't want to lose a first round pick to, to make that happen, then they have to go a different direction. And here's why I don't know if Danny Ainge is going to want to do that because the Celtics are getting very expensive. And those first-round picks can be valuable. To give up a first-round pick just to move Walker is, is taking away a pick that can become a useful guy. And you don't know which role player that, that pick could become. Tatum is getting his extension. And if he makes all NBA, that's going to be more expensive. Jalen's on his extension. You've got, I don't know what they're going to do with Evan Fournier, but I assume they're going to want to pay him and he's going to make money. Marcus Smart makes money and are they going to keep him? All of these decisions, they're all going to pile up. The Celtics are going to get expensive. Once you have two, two young players who get into their second contracts, the team starts to become expensive. What are they going to do with Robert Williams? This money starts to pile up in a, in a real fast way. And so having that draft pick is going to be necessary in a lot of ways to get cheap role player talent onto the roster. You're Aaron Neesmith's of the world. You put Aaron Neesmith through a regular offseason, summer league, and preseason, and maybe the Aaron Neesmith that we're seeing right now is the Aaron Neesmith who starts the regular season. And that's the guy who becomes useful in his first, second, third years for a team that's going to be with prime Tatum, prime Jalen, and whatever else the, the, the roster becomes. Yeah, you're going to be trying to sign veterans and, and ring chasers and stuff like that, but those draft picks can be like we, we watched Tyrese Maxey be useful for the Philadelphia 76ers. Like you can try, maybe you can get one of those guys to, to help your team out. So giving up not just Kemba, but giving up a first round pick to get rid of Kemba, that's, that's a lot. And it just might be on Wick Grousebeck to, look, just pay the extra tax. Pay the extra tax. This is, this is a very easy thing for me to say as a guy who's not a multimillionaire or billionaire or whatever he is. I mean, I guess he could cash out the Celtics and become a billionaire if he's not already. Shit. Um, but uh, it's easy for me to say to, to spend Wick's money. But, hey, you know what's coming up in two, three years? New TV deal. And as much as ratings are down, general viewership, it's not as bad. Like, ratings are an issue. Yes, but social, like 
if they can figure out how to monetize the show social, and if they can figure out all of that stuff, the, the, the whole TV deal, if you can work social into that TV deal, there's, there's a way. And, and that next TV deal could be monstrous, like huge, like bigger than this one. So more money is coming. More money is coming. Now you could also say, hey, well, more expenses are coming. But owners and players split that stuff 50-50. So more money is coming. The Celtics are supremely valuable. So you can borrow against the Celtics to pay some of this tax. You can do all kinds of things to, you can add an investor. Someone else can come in and, and you can say, hey, this is what it's worth and whatever. I, I'm, I'm rambling a little bit. Point is, the Celtics might say, oh, we don't want to pay this tax. But there are ways to pay this tax. Okay? They're not the Warriors that can't print their own money like the Warriors do. They don't own their building. They don't get a lot of that same revenue that some of these other teams do. But the team is super valuable. There are ways. I think, personally, I'd love to keep Kemba around. And maybe on his you know, expiring, it's easier to move him because it's a massive deal. Maybe with two years left, it's harder. If the Celtics are willing to pay that tax, and it's, again... Uh, it's Wick's money. I can't tell him what to do with it. But having Kemba around, I, I just I think if the Celtics can, if you're going to bring back Evan Fournier, if you're going to maybe use that 11 million that's left on the traded player exception to bring in somebody, if Tatum takes a step forward, if Jalen takes a step forward, Kemba can be you maybe a, a six man if he can just morph into a six man role. This helps him play. It keeps his minutes down a little bit. It makes it easier for him to not play down the stretch when the Celtics are getting, if he's going to be picked on defensively. Look, it, I would love that. And, and I admit that I I'm going to make a bad GM. I, like this is not a decision that I want to make. This is, this is more like, I feel bad for Kemba. He came to Boston looking for a taste of this success, looking for a taste of this playoff experience. The Celtics do make an Eastern conference finals run, but it's in the bubble after a pandemic and he didn't, he's, he's had one, one home playoff game under a full house and he couldn't even play in that. So Kemba Walker comes to Boston and hasn't played in a single playoff game in front of a full house. I feel bad about that, man. I feel bad that this guy who's a great teammate, who's a great, uh, who's a good player, who's, you know, just great to have around. He's got a great attitude, has such a passion for the game, who is, is, is just a, just a, a good person in general. I feel bad that things have gone so badly for him. He's not the only person that it's gone badly for. He's not going to be the last good person that it's gone badly for that. That's the unforgiving nature of the NBA. It's, it's a shame. I hate to see the way it's going, but this is how it's going. I just hope that it turns around for him. I, I do hope that it can happen in Boston. It really does fall on it really does fall on the the Celtics and how much they want to pay in that luxury tax. He can go, they can move him, and they're really not going to have cap space or anything like that. It's not like if, if you move him, you're going to get money to spend on somebody. You maybe you get a traded player exception. If you can do that, you get a thirty-six million dollar traded player exception. That could be a way to, to rebuild the team. And that could be a way, like if that's if that's how it goes, and 
you pay somebody with cap space to take Kemba and you've got that traded player exception, that's how it would have to go, then I can see the value in that. And if the Celtics can find a way to trade for a Bradley Beal, then, hey, you know, then that's a no-brainer. But I don't know. I'll talk more about that in the Kemba Walker episode. I just feel bad for Kemba. All right, we're going to come back. Uh, like I said, like Kemba's not the only good guy that's had problems, and Isaiah Thomas had problems. And what Isaiah Thomas said on the All the Smoke podcast, that I'm surprised that hasn't blown up. I haven't seen it anywhere, and he said it a couple of days ago. I think people are caught up in the Kyrie comments. So I'll play you the little snippet that really stands out next. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Whatever it is you want to bet, you got one more Celtics game to bet on, but you can bet on the rest of the playoffs. There's in-game betting, baseball, hockey, the Bruins. Jeez, tough loss for the Bruins against the Islanders there in game two. Uh, everything that you want is on Bet Online. So head on over, use your laptop, mobile device. You can check out all the great sports news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. One sign-up bonus that you can get with the promo code LOCKEDON is a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So use the promo code LOCKEDON, deposit, what is it, 200 bucks? You get a $100 welcome bonus. Whatever your first deposit is, a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKEDON. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as these teams make their deep, deep playoff runs. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Small guard gets hurt and may end up getting moved by the Boston Celtics. Kemba Walker's not the first guy to potentially fit that description. We all know that. Isaiah Thomas fit that description a few years ago. He obviously had the hip injury and missed the, the the rest of the playoffs after a couple of rounds. It was the year his sister tragically died. It was it was really just such a horrible time for Isaiah Thomas. And we, I'll say I, wasn't fully aware of some of the details of that injury, which he explained in the All the Smoke podcast where he um, he sat down for about an hour. It was, yeah, it was a long time, with uh, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson on All the Smoke. It's episode 86, now available on Showtime. It's on YouTube. It's on Showtime Sports. If you haven't listened to the show, it's, it's a good show. These guys get a lot out of these, their, their interview uh, subjects. But Isaiah Thomas talked about the Celtics medical staff and the injury, the discussion around the injury. So here's Isaiah from all the smoke. The only thing that I would, that I would have against Boston, you know, everybody hated Boston for what they did to me. It's a business. I understand it. I'm not tripping on it. The only thing that I, I think they handled wrong was not explaining to me what the extent of my injury could be if I do play. Mm. So yeah, that 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 was that was the biggest thing for me that I did that I disliked, because nobody gave me no insight. Okay, if you do play, right, this can happen. We right. have to we have to hear that because if you On tell everything. us you know, it's going to be sore because it was a bone bruise. It, right. At the end of the day, it was a bone bruise. Right. Like that's what they said. Mm-hmm. 
you know. So if you're gonna tell me it's a bone bruise, play I'm playing ten times out of ten. Right. Like I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna get through that. So that was probably the only thing that I wish they would have done different, and I would have really sat down and really asked those questions, like, what worst case scenario, what could happen? Now I don't know how that conversation went between him and the medical staff. And there's there are two sides to this. And Isaiah kind of alludes to this, and, and you should listen to the entire podcast. Again, all the smoke. Thanks to Showtime Sports for that clip. Check out Isaiah Thomas on the All the Smoke podcast. It's worth the listen. It's an extensive podcast. Once you're done with this, check them out there. Isaiah alluded to this. It, it's almost like he didn't want to know the answer. Like, they never told him what the long-term effects would be if he played with the hip injury. And he also, it seems, never asked the question. And so now we've got this two-side thing where one side will say, well, you should have asked. And the other side will say, well, he didn't need to ask. The Celtics medical staff should have just said, here's all the information and do with it what you will. It's your choice. But at the same time, it's the Celtics medical staff. And, you know, how much information are they going to give him? They're going to tell him, here's what it is and what, what they think it is, whatever. They did the MRI. They said it was a bone bruise. I don't know if that's a misdiagnosis or, or what. But they said it was a bone bruise. And so he says, okay, well, I'm going to play through a bone bruise. Now, did they, did they miss what it really was? Did they miss this degenerative hip condition that he had? And did he want to know? Did he really want to know? So I don't know the nature of those conversations. But he's, he is saying that the Celtics medical staff just... They, they didn't tell him. They didn't give him all the information that he needed. Now, would he still have played? Should he still have played? If it was just a bone bruise, if the, if the medical staff said, this is a bone bruise and that's it, then I'm with Isaiah Thomas in saying, hey, look, if it was me in that situation, they said, yeah, you got a bone bruise. I'd be like, well, screw it. Give me a painkiller. Give me something. I will play through a bone bruise. That's, if I can do it, I will. I will try. If I knew it was something that was going to be degenerative, then maybe I would have had a different, different discussion. And this is relevant in the Kemba Walker discussion because it does bring up the question of, and also, look, I don't know how, many of the, how much overlap there is. I don't know if it's the same group of people if it's if it's a different group of people, I have no idea how many how much turnover there's been in those years or what. I don't, I really don't know. All we know is Celtics medical staff and that's that's a big term, but it's still a medical staff employed by the Boston Celtics. And you wonder about Kemba and what was he told? And did he get the full impact of Hey, here is the long-term ramification. Here's what you have. Here's what it's going to be. If you keep trying to play on it, here's what could happen. Here's every last iota of information. And so 
Now, the next time we get to talk to Kemba, when he does an exit interview, probably, that has to be a topic of conversation. It's got to be something that I'm going to have to ask because Isaiah Thomas brought it up. This has become part of the equation now with the Boston Celtics and their medical staff. And it does open up the discussion of, hey, where, where does the, where's this line where the Celtics will give a player just enough information, too much information, not enough information? Like, where's the line of information for a player where the player can make his own decision? And where is the Celtics' responsibility in this to tell a player, like, look, you're being your own worst enemy. And this is, this is a very sensitive topic to discuss because there is so much that we don't know. And we want to make assumptions and we want to be mad at people and we want to be mad at the Celtics or their medical staff or Isaiah or Kemba. There's so many places that this anger that people will have out of this is going to be placed. And I don't know where it should be placed. I'm trying to be as fair as possible, but there are a ton of questions here. And where that line is, is difficult because so much of this is, hey, we're going to leave it up to the player. If he feels like he can play, he can play. Then a team will, in essence, hide behind that. And this is not a Celtic specific thing at all. You don't think the Lakers are going to say, hey, Anthony Davis, if he feels like he can play, he can play. And he's going out there with a strained calf. There were questions about the Golden State Warriors medical staff. With Kevin Durant, when he came back from that strained calf, if he thinks he can play, then he can play. Somebody had to clear him. He had to say that he felt he could, he could do it somehow. And then he goes out and he tears his Achilles tendon. That's, these things are happening. This is not a Celtics exclusive thing. There are, there are these blurred lines all over the place. And I don't know where the reality sits with the Boston Celtics. I don't know where that is, but it's clear there are now questions because Isaiah Thomas just said, I was never told what I could do to my hip by playing on it. And that seems significant. And I think it is incumbent on a staff to say, here's all the information that we have. Here's everything that we think that can happen. And sure, at that point, you can say it's up to the player, but also there has to be some responsibility on the, on the team. And this goes to the Utah Jazz Donovan Mitchell situation where that was kind of like maybe too far the other way. And now Donovan Mitchell is pissed off about what's happening at the, with the Jazz. Like there were reports that this did harm. This is the other side of it. So teams can be like, we could sit here and be screaming at the team. And if, I, if Danny Ainge were sitting, were, were sitting here in front of me, he might say, hey, look at Utah. Like in a moment of honesty, he might say, look at Utah. They, they erred on the side of caution, like extreme caution. And Donovan Mitchell got pissed off. And now people are worried that Donovan Mitchell is going to want to leave. So where's that line? This is the question. Where's that line? It's hard to say, but it's, it's worth the discussion. It's worth talking through all of this stuff. Players are their own worst enemies. Players are going to want to play. And teams have investments in these players and the players have to trust the medical staff. And it seems like the Celtics players do trust the medical staff. I haven't heard anything different, but the other thing I'm going to say, and this will be the last thing I'd say on this is I so strongly encourage players to go get second opinions on stuff like this. A hundred percent 
go get second opinions. And if Kemba Walker hasn't, he should. And I hope Jalen Brown did with his wrist. And anybody that's got any sort of injury, go get a second opinion. Because the teams always have their own motivations. And players have their own motivations as well. Now, I don't want players to go shopping around for a doctor who will tell them what they want to hear. Because now we get into Reggie Lewis territory about him going shopping around to find a doctor that told him what he wanted to hear. He found Gilbert Mudge and, and Dr. Mudge said, yeah, no, it's this, this other thing. And Reggie Lewis goes out and starts to practice and then he dies. Now that's the most extreme of extreme cases for me to mention, but it's, it's something that pops into my head. You can't go shopping around to find 10 different doctors and then settle on the one that tells you what you want to hear. If 10 different doctors say something, believe the consensus, but players need to shop around. I'm sorry. Players need to get a second opinion. So they have an independent doctor saying to them, all right, the team is telling you this. I see this, or I confirm this or yes, but here are your risks. And if you need to get a third opinion to break a tie, then do that. But Players need to hear all of the information because your body is your money. And Isaiah Thomas and Kemba Walker are both guys whose bodies are betraying them in some ways and costing them money. Now, not Kemba Walker as far as costing them money necessarily because he's already made his money. uh, Isaiah Thomas for sure because he was about to get that Kemba Walker money, but then that went away. Point is... Players need to find out all the information. Teams need to be good with that information. And teams need to be honest with their players. I don't know where all of this falls with Isaiah Thomas, but this is a really interesting wrinkle. All right. Wow. I've talked for a long time. (laughs) Longer than I expected. But hopefully you found this to be an interesting podcast. Back after game five, very likely the last game of the season, but also I'm going to be going five days a week for a while still, maybe going down to three days a week in the dead of the off season, but that's not till like September. So hang, hang with me. I'm still going to go five days a week. No other podcast goes five days a week, not even during the playoffs. This is the only podcast that goes daily. This is the only podcast that gives you content Monday through Friday. It is free. It is daily. And I'm here for you through thick and thin, hopefully entertaining you, informing you, and providing you content that you enjoy, trying to make your Celtics and NBA experience a little bit better. Uh, Make sure you're subscribed to this show. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked on NBA. I'll be doing Locked on NBA, covering the full league. I do that on Wednesdays with Jake Madison. So I'll be there as well. So your Wednesday podcast will be me post-game and me post-games in the NBA And also subscribe to Locked On Today, the next Locked On Today podcast. What is causing fans to act like idiots at sporting events? And I will be there talking about that as well. So I'm all over the Locked On Podcast Network. Jeez. Um, Locked On Today, Locked On NBA, Locked On Celtics. YouTube, find me on YouTube, the Locked On Celtics channel on YouTube as well. Share the podcast, tell your friends they should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.